Welcome to episode number six of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Well, uh, last Sunday I went to Dingbats in Clifton, New Jersey uh, to see Psycho Stick. And while I was there, I interviewed uh, Josh Key, the guitarist from Psycho Stick. Um, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank those guys for uh, sort of letting me get that interview kind of kind of last minute. There was a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say miscommunication, uh, but uh, in, in, in any event, we were able to get that interview. Uh, now, uh, because there's no backstage area or green room area of any kind at Dingbats, uh, Josh and I had to do the interview outside, um, which is not a big deal, um, except uh, all of the background noise that that um, added to the scenario. Um, So I tried to clean the audio up as best I could, but uh, any attempts to do that seem to just uh, make it worse. So uh, I'm going to apologize ahead of time for the sounds of cars driving by and motorcycles driving by and horns honking. And, and uh, you can kind of, because of the time that we did the interview, um, the first band was playing. Uh, so uh, we were standing on the sidewalk between the building for dingbats and the band's um, van that they use for their touring. So, uh, you know, you can kind of hear that that opening band also. So uh, I apologize ahead of time for all that. I, I tried to uh, tried to clean up the audio, but it, it just uh, overall made it sound worse. So, but uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Um, and without further ado, here's Josh. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I'm here outside of dingbats, and I'm with... Josh. Josh from the band Psycho Stick. You're the guitarist, right? I play guitar, yes. All I right. record our stuff, do a lot of writing, play video games sometimes, but more writing than video games and more touring than writing. Being in a band's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to do, I tried to make that happen in high school, and it just didn't work out. It fell apart pretty much before it started. Most bands do. Like in the early incarnations, the Psycho Stick fell apart. And actually, the original version of Psycho Stick was called Asinine. Uh, that fell apart. Um, it's really hard to find a bunch of band members that are all on the same page about like what kind of music you're doing and like how committed everybody is. You know, like right. certain people want, are willing to, to like do put certain amount of things into it, and others aren't. You know, some people are willing to wreck their life to tour, and others like have like a real stable job and a family. Right. So it's right. like really, it's really tough, to like trying to get everybody to be able to do the same things. That's half the battle, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that's what happened with me. Like we were, at, me and my friend were out of high school, and it just didn't work out, and we were just like, all right, well, we'll just start at you and me, and we'll see what happens. And then I went to college, and he knocked the chick up, and that was kind of the end of it. <laughs> Life happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so as far as Psycho Stick, you said you guys started, or there was an earlier incarnation of the band called Asinine. How did you guys come up with the name Psycho Stick? And were there any other names that you had considered before that? Um, well, like, I loved the, I loved the name Asinine, but uh, it was already taken by a few bands, like, looking online, and we realized it very quickly that uh, there's only 40,000 words in the English language, uh, and there's, like, literally millions of bands out there. Uh, and... And 
just like now and like not even including bands that have existed in the past or will exist in the future. So there's just not enough words in the English language in the English language for every band out there to have a name. Right. Like with one word. So you combine two words together and then like it's forty thousand words times forty thousand words, way less likely somebody else will take it. True. In our case, came up with Psycho Stick. But Rob came in, came up with that at like four in the morning. Huh. Once I was his roommate at the time and he walked in the room and was like, dude, thought of a band name. Psycho stick. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Night, Rob. <laughs> Night, Josh. Good name. <laughs> and that was no, it. So, but a cooler way to say it is like, it came to him in a dream. <laughs> so that's what I should have said. That's the interviewee thing to say. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so I had, I had first heard about you guys probably, like, I mean, I don't know the exact, but it was probably around 03-ish. Uh, a friend of mine had found you guys on my the guy that I tried to make the band with had found you guys on MySpace. MySpace. And 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 I honestly I didn't check you guys out at the time because he'd been sending me like a lot of like weird death metal shit I wasn't into <laughs> and it was like, all right I'm just gonna uh, this is probably another one of those things I'm gonna I'm just gonna pass on this and then and then I heard you guys probably about a year later uh, beer was on the radio. <laughs> Should have checked this out sooner. You could have been like. <laughs> I heard them on MySpace before they were on the radio. <laughs> See, you, you don't fucked up. Uh, it, it happens, man. But so th- even though you've been listening to this to it like for over a decade, still, <laughs> you could have been more cool than underground. Well, but. now, did it, su- <laughs> did it surprise you guys that that song got airplay on like terrestrial radio? Yes and no. It's like I remember when we wrote that. It's like I, it's like in a weird way I could see this being on the radio, but I didn't think it actually happened. Right. You know, like we just. Like there's so many other songs that we've done where we put so much more like I don't know what's the word I'm looking for um, effort into writing, <laughs> and it's always the songs that are just just quick and dirty and stupid. Like those are the ones that like seem to, to like like dogs like socks. Like yeah. that we, that was even going to be on an album. Like it was just like this funny thing we just did and like people loved it. So we ended up putting it on an album later because it like did so well. It like it went viral, you know. Yeah, I actually posted that video to my brother's Facebook today because because one of the dogs in the video looks identical to his. Oh, you got husky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, huskies are sweet dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I actually just just I, I had friends when I told friends that I might be interviewing you guys. They they wanted me to let you guys know that that song with beer was sort of the the soundtrack to their college. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could see that. <laughs> It's like I can see that being the soundtrack to many drunken nights, and uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm glad you glad that we could provide a song just a sound soundtrack to drunken shenanigans. Is that a word? Shenanigans. It, it is now. Help me, Manny. Shenanigans. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, it's not. It may not be a word, but it is now. Yeah, I mean, because because uh, I think it should be. It actually still gets <laughs> shenanigism. That that station, uh, WDHA, that I had heard it on here in Jersey, they have a metal show on Fridays. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They still play that song. Oh, they do? Yeah. Like, Scott, I, I think that that, that must them. be like a, a favorite of his or something, because they play that a lot. Oh. And that's only a two-hour show once a week. Well, if, if you guys are listening, thanks for supporting us still <laughs> for all these years. So... The, the bio on your website says that you guys cross the aggression of Chimera, Machine Head, and Hatebreed with the wit and humor of the Bloodhound Gang, Tenacious D, and Weird Al. Uh, I was just wondering if you guys had the opportunity to tour or play with any of those bands. Uh, we played with Chimera and Machine Head. Um, and uh, the other ones there, not Bloodhound Gang. Uh, be nice if that happened. Y'all can't see, but I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> uh, that just seems like it'd be amazing. Uh, 
None of those, the, the, the comedy, none of the comedy acts though, yet. But uh, we have played with Camara and Machine Head, and I'm super happy about that. That's great, man. That'd be cool to see you guys. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I know Weird Al tries to go for more of a family-friendly thing than you guys yeah. do, but that'd be cool to see you guys play together. He was actually my first concert ever. Really? Yeah. That's a hell of a first concert yeah, yeah. ever. I still never seen it though. I just heard it, that his live show was legendary. Yeah, man. My my when I was in high school, my parents were very like they're like you can't go to metal shows because you'll die in a mosh pit and then like a friend of mine was like oh my parents are taking me to see weird al for my birthday do you want to go i know you're a big weird al fan and since since there was no risk involved my parents were like all right yeah it's fine <laughs> and uh you know he's had the same band for like decades yeah now. yeah so you it's, know, like it's like you're, it's, they've been playing together or 80 or something like that i can't imagine it's like like my buddy uh, who's uh He's got a doctorate in music, and he's a he's a percussionist, not a drummer. He's a percussionist, and the guy appreciates precision. And he's like, that's like the tightest band, one of the tightest bands ever. Yeah, yeah. It's Weird Al's band. Like, he's just a guy that like showed me Dillinger Escape Plan and Dream Theater. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 he wow. was impressed by Weird Al's band. He's like, they were so solid. They're so tight. Yeah, dude, I'd love to see them again. I, that, that show was like in 2000 or 2001, and I haven't gotten around to seeing him again. He actually came around recently to the same place I had seen him back in 17 years ago but like the tickets were like three times as much I was like oh I can't really afford this <laughs> yeah, man. It, yeah. it, it happens and you, get, you get kids and stuff and mm-hmm. I got two kids so you know you gotta sort of save where it can <laughs> yeah um, don't seem like cheap, cheap tickets yeah so in 07 you guys had released that that holiday EP the flesh eating roller skate holiday joyride oh, they're going you're going there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was just wondering um, what inspired you guys to do an entire EP of, of like holiday songs well first of all it was actually supposed to be a full-on album uh, but it was but uh, but then we had this other band we wanted to do a split album with and it didn't work out so we ended up with half an album it's like well let's just release it as, as an EP We've actually considered like re-releasing it with some more Christmas songs that like as the album it's supposed to be the full length Christmas album is supposed to. I don't know where the fuck that came from, honestly. Like <laughs> I don't know, it's we, we are we're always just taking anything we see and just finding a way to metalize it, to right, make right. it metal, you know, and just Christmas songs just seemed like an obvious like funny thing to go after. Yeah. Um I don't know. It's like it's just easy to make fun of Christmas, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I really can't say it's just we just do the psycho stick thing. I mean, we take songs that shouldn't be metal and make them metal a lot, like ABC Death, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing with the Christmas yeah. songs, you know. And so when that first came out, because I had actually when I got that, you guys had released it initially as like a free download. Um, through it, like, it was for like a limited time thing because I, I don't do the illegal thing so if, oh, if I download good on you yeah, so if I downloaded it it was it was legit and so I was just wondering what made you guys decide before like releasing it physically or whatever to, to put it out online for free I didn't realize we did put it out online for free <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember it's like giving away free copies of that album like at shows around Christmas time if you came out to a show I mean, maybe it was like a week-long thing. Yeah, it wasn't that long. It was like yeah. it was like subscribe to the mailing list or click this link or that's, whatever. That's my official answer. Is like, I can't fucking remember. <laughs> so, but I'm glad you got. Yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. I, was, I'm actually glad you, glad you got in on that shit. Yeah, that was that was the first <laughs> thing of yours that I, that I had gotten was that um, I eventually I eventually got the first record at a show years later. Where was that show? 
It was either in Poughkeepsie, New York, or at uh, or down in Trenton. One of those shows you got like either at, at the at the Chance when you guys played at the Chance with Mushroom Head in 2011. That's 11, 12, one of those two. It's, it's and then a, and then a few. couple of years back, I believe you guys came to the backstage at Championship Bar in Trenton with mm-hmm. I want to say American Head Charge. Yeah, we played around here with a with Head Charge. So I got like, that see that that first record uh, at one of one of those shows. I can't remember which uh, one, but uh, um, I think it tore. Yeah, tour. yeah. That that show in Poughkeepsie sort of frustrated me with the Mushroom Head because it was like this big, like I guess there was a tour involved, and then the Poughkeepsie show was like this weird one-off thing with like a dozen bands, and they they have the two rooms at that venue, so they split the show up. Was between, that where we were upstairs? Yeah, or? you guys played upstairs at the same time that Mushroom Head played, and so I missed you because as much as oh, I liked you guys, oh. I was there to see Mushroom Head. Oh yeah, Head. I remember that show. You know why? Because I had to run fucking sound. Like, the sound was so bad, like, like that I was just like, I can't. Like, the band playing before us, and like, there's, I'd been, we'd been touring with them. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, God, this sounds bad. Yeah. It's like that, and I'm like, just, give me, give me, give me. So like actually got back there and like tweaked the EQ and everything and got it set for like you know what I knew would work for that band and in turn would I knew would work for us and like like I don't have to do that often yeah um, but every now and then there's a show it's just like oh man this is bad I, I got to intervene yeah and usually no usually how it goes is like they come to me because I'm like the audio guy yeah, yeah I'm like I record all our albums and I can do the live sound thing so. When they come to me, I, I even tell my bandmates this. It's like if it's ever one of those nights where I have to intervene on sound. It's like here's this proper protocol. You come up to me with a shot of Jameson, <laughs> and you say, Josh, it's that kind of night. <laughs> we need you to do the sound thing. And I'm like, I take the shot and be like, okay. And then I stress my ass off, like trying to figure out a sound system, but then like get it tweaked and sounded good. And then everything's not good, but functional. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> We did it a few shows, like we've done like borderline house parties before where like, you know, they'd bring out these little tiny, tiny little PA systems yeah. and I'm like, oh gosh, they, this is, this kid is obviously, this is the first time ever like running live sound for anything <laughs> and, it, and it's like, no, 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 no don't do that, like, just give me that shit. So that's, yeah, it was one of those nights. Yeah, I was, I was I was bummed to miss you guys that yeah. night, but I was I was glad to catch you year, years later. Well, at least you got to see us later. Like, and yeah, that was not the show to see. Us. Yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those things where like they had too many bands on the bill, and we just kind of got the shaft. Right. And every other band on that upper stage got the shaft because you don't want to play in a small stage. Right, right. It's out of the way. Like people, most people didn't even realize there's another band, another, yeah, another stage room. going on. Yeah. So like, okay, do you want to play in front of a thousand people or fifty? Right. You know, right. like. Duh, you know, like so. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, one I, of those nights I try to forget. Yeah, like, been, thanks for opening an old wound. I'm sorry, man. I've, I've been hoping <laughs> to catch you guys that night, and uh, Blue Felix was playing that night, and yeah, yeah. And Moto Grader was supposed to, but it apparently dropped off before that show or before that. Oh, tour. They, they never did that tour at all. They were supposed to be on the whole tour, and it just didn't happen. Uh, which is a bummer because I really wanted to see them. Like, yeah. they seemed like a cool band. Like, they're I, supposed to be playing here at Dingbats, I think, in like August. Um, I mean, I, you guys aren't from around here, and you'll probably be... I think you guys have tour dates in August, so you won't be around this area anyway, but uh, I hope to catch them when they're well, here. They're still doing stuff. Yeah, they kind of like... I forgot what happened. Like, there was something going on to where they just couldn't do a tour. Yeah. That, like, it's just one of those cases that just shit happens, you know? Yeah. Um, but that was a bummer, but it was still a great tour. Yeah. It was still a really great tour. Yeah. 
So, so you mentioned before before I turned the recorder on, and I told you I had a question about it. Um, oh yeah. On, on your website and the Wikipedia for Psychostick, it's mentioned that you guys are an independent DIY band, and you've even crowd you crowdfunded for the Revenge of the Vengeance album. But you guys are also signed to Rock Ridge. So, what's, how does that dynamic work, where you're DIY and you're crowdfunding, but you're signed? Oh, we have a very our um, our deal with Rock Ridge is very bare bones. It's a distribution only deal. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Like basically, we take the bulk of the risk, and like we're mostly responsible for recording the albums, mm-hmm. and like, and they help out a bit with promotion and everything. But it's they're pretty hands off. Okay. Um, and we went with them because like we knew that doing what we were doing, comedy metal, we've like heard so many times over the years. It's like, oh, you guys are great. If you just do something serious, yeah. y'all would really go far. <laughs> uh, and we were basically afraid of like some label or producer basically like telling us that. And making us go serious. Yeah. It's like, and not understanding what we were going for. So we went with Rockridge, who just, they let us do our own thing. And we get a higher percentage than most bands do of the sales. Um, so the bulk of the, the work is on us. Um, and we're not afraid of that. It is about the most bands, like a lot of them are just like, I just want to play guitar, man. I just want to rock. And we're not afraid of the business aspects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we embrace the business aspects. Like, um, it can be overwhelming at times, but like our singer is our web designer. Right. Like I'm the audio engineer. I record all of our music. Uh, our drummer is like our financial financial consultant. He has a degree now in finance. Oh wow. Um, and Matt, our bassist, is the merch moose. He's like, he is like, he loves merch and he loves selling merch and he loves designing merch and he loves keeping inventory because he's a numbers guy and like right, everybody's right. got the role in the band. Um, <clears throat> So, like, we are much more proactive with the business side of things uh, than I think a lot of bands are. Right, so, right. Uh, we consider ourselves DIY. Yeah, yeah, no, that's you fair know? enough. Um, so, like, the uh, actually, the next album we do, we may do a self, we may even start our own label, honestly. Like, oh, cool. Do it. Just because we don't really need to, but, like, just for the looks of appearances, you have to have a label, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, just so we can secure. But we, we have someone that, like, uh, that uh, can hook us up with distribution or we can like eliminate the label entirely so I just do that um, but uh, but we like to do our own thing we yeah. like to be in control of our own ship that's, that's so. understandable um, now you'd mentioned like, skipping ahead here just because it ties into what you mentioned you mentioned about going serious um, uh, you guys had that uh, Veracity album under Evacuate Chicago yes, yes. Which, which Wikipedia states is the band's serious persona it is yeah it's, it's it was that album was uh, me myself uh, Alex our drummer and Rob um, and I recorded like the bass too so I kind of doubled as guitarist and bassist on that album uh, actually Alex wrote most of those songs but it's just like um, I wrote a few of them but it was just like an outlet for songs that were more dark right that are not funny like uh, that we didn't want to put under the psychostate name because we didn't want to have, you know, do what Metallica did with the Load albums, where yeah, like, yeah. they totally changed their st- sound and their appearance, and then fans felt cheated, even though it was still like decent stuff, yeah, yeah. you know. But uh, we just wanted like to do a serious album, but not like have it associated with like people expecting it to be funny. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So people just take it for what it was. So we just like created a different man- band name entirely. Right. So And and there was a, I, I found today uh, on YouTube, there was like a webcast where it was said that you guys might not record another album under Evacuate Chicago. You might not do that again because you guys didn't want, it, it, 
because you didn't want to be dishonest by writing fake mad songs because you guys are happier now than you were at the time of, of writing that. Uh, so I was wondering, is that still the case? Are you guys still happy, or can you can you go that route again? I don't know. Again? Like, like I'm kind of pissed off and shit lately. Honestly, I could I could crank out an EC song or two right now myself. Uh, like. Uh, it's not out of the question, though. It's like, it's one of those things that's, we're just so focused on, on Psycho State. Psycho State just keeps doing better. Right, right. Like, uh, that, um, you know, like any other side projects like that are kind of hard to find time for. Um, but, like, I, I'm i not going to say, like, in another Evacuate Chicago album is out of the question. We've talked about it a couple times, and, like, it sounds fun. You know, yeah. it sounds different. So, yeah, eventually, we have our recording studio now. Right. So, like... Yeah, that was part of the part of the crowdfund, right? Yeah, to, we've, to do uh, that and to do the fourth record. We've done two uh, fundraisers, actually. No, wait, wait, three. Um, oh, okay. Our first one we did was for the album Sandwich, um, and this was like before the term crowdfunding was even a word. Right. Um, we did this. We just had fans donate to have their name in this song called 373 Thank Yous" at the very end of Sandwich. Right, right. Where we covered our own songs, we just replaced the lyrics with the f- names of the fans. Oh, that's cool. Um, and. That was for Sandwich, and then we did a another fundraiser for a, a new trailer, uh, which is the one you're looking at now. It's, it's, it's held up pretty nicely over the years. Um, the one we had previously was just f- literally falling apart. Uh, there's a YouTube video for for that if you look it up somewhere, just like, a, I forgot what the name it was, but it's like Trailer Trouble or something okay. like that, Psychostick Trailer. Just, Psychostick trailer fundraiser. Look that up if you really want to see that video. We just just a silly video of just us showing how just shitty that old trailer was. It was literally falling apart. Um, and then we like had like in this uh, we can't see it, but in the trailer we actually have fan, uh, pictures of all the fans that donated to this trailer. That's awesome. Like they're on the walls and like every now and then still it's like hey I donated the trailer. It's like you want to come see your picture in the trailer <laughs> and I go and show it and they'll take a picture next to their picture, their picture. you know in the trailer and they're like I've been looking at this trailer they're like thanks for donating that's you know? cool yeah um, and then the last album Revenge of the Vengeance we actually did a fundraiser not for an album necessarily but for a recording studio right which we've been using a lot um, so anyone that's ever donated anything that like related to Psychic thank you um we raised uh, thirty-seven thousand on Indiegogo. Wow, um, that's the first time we ever used an official crowdfunding like website, platform. though. Yeah, like that's like between the trailer fundraiser and that, like that's when the crowdfunding really started to take off. Right, right. Uh, starting with Kickstarter and then Indiegogo, and there's a couple yeah. others Fledged like Go Go and Go and Fund and Me, all that. Yeah. Um, uh, but we built a recording studio, and it works great. And Revenge of the Vengeance was recorded 100% in our studio, um, like completely in-house, and that's the way we like it. Yeah. And I love the way it sounds. Love the way the studio sounds. Matt, our bassist, did a great job of help like building panels. Was like I was like, okay, here's what we need, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he like did all the sawing, and he like you know he bought all the fiberglass. He like put all the fiberglass in there and covered it up. And, Put it in strategic locations in the walls to eliminate standing waves and all that shit. Um, and we have this awesome studio we can record whenever. And it's really nice because it changes the, the flow of how we write. Like before, it's like, okay, let's write a whole bunch of music. Now let's record an entire album. And 
it, that is exhausting. It yeah. burns you out halfway through the recording of the album because it's just like you're in the studio for hours and hours and hours and it's get sick of it after a while, but we lately been able we've been biting it off like a few songs at a time. Right, right. And then I feel like the quality of the songs is better because we're not just trying to just get it done. We're just making sure the song is the best it could be. So Right. Plus, I would imagine if it's your own studio versus having to like rent a space and it costs money. Oh yeah, there's absolutely there's that too. It's like eventually the amount of money that you put into like recording albums, you could have enough to have your own studio. Right. You know, because studios are expensive. So that's the other thing too, because we like to be able to take our time. And if we have, you know, like one of the things I was particularly proud of was on the song Bruce Campbell. It's the first time we ever did a drum punch in, like. We like we're writing the song. We're like, you know what? This song needs it needs one more part, you know, like the any little part. And so Alex had to record an additional three, like four bars to like to make that work. And we had never done that before because the way we did before, we did the drums in the studio, and then it's like they're set in stone; they can't be changed. Yeah, yeah. But we were able to go in and like add more drums to that song. We'd never been able to do that before, and that really takes a lot of pressure off too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I hope the song's good because <laughs> that's the part. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to be able to go back and re-record or add drum parts if necessary. Like it's difficult, but it's doable. Right. You right. know, and. And like it's nice to know that we have that kind of flexibility to make sure the song is the best it can be. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you guys have released a few of your songs uh, in the for on the Rock Band Network for the video game Rock Band. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that was a sort of a different animal from the way that Rock Band did their own. Like when Harmonix did their own DLC, the, the network was a separate entity. Yes, and that, Rock Band Network. And that sort of went away after a while. Yeah. Um, and they there was talks about bringing it back and it didn't happen but but rock band 4 has since come out and they have talked about possibly like once they sort out all of the other issues with figuring out how to give people their back dlc from their old consoles they yeah. said we're gonna look into getting the rock band network stuff but because there were so many other parties involved and it was done independently a lot of times and we don't even know sometimes who owns what it's going to be hard to sort out but if they can make that happen or if they do start that process of trying to get the rock band network songs out like re-release for rock band 4 is that something that you guys would be interested in, in? oh absolutely like it was, it was cool like with the rock band thing it's like i feel like we we started we had just like gotten through the process we like met some great dudes that that were um they had a rock band song creation studio and they were like cranking them out for us and then like they stopped doing it like yeah. it was like and people were loving it like yeah. we like uh, i believe the beer song was like one of the highest yeah, rated yeah. on the network it's like and then like and then oh no more not rock band network yeah and we're like well fuck <laughs> you know like so yeah we're we'd love it to come back i wish it would yeah, I you mean, know? they had originally talked about bringing it back uh, because I guess that the the tools that they used in the original like Xbox 360, that's the I'm not super familiar with that end of things, but I believe that it's just not available anymore. And so they had talked about initially making a a console version of Rock Band 4 or something, and then making a new Rock Band network that was like housed on like Steam or something. And mm-hmm. that they tried to crowd crowdfund that, but it, but it failed. But there's they were still going to look into bringing the songs that had come out on the old Rock Band Network to the new game, maybe. Like I said, I just wasn't sure. Uh-huh. They're not sure what they're doing about it, and uh, you know, because it's it's a complex issue, but I was just wondering if you guys would be into it. Obviously, yeah, oh, yeah. you are. I'll be down. Um, like, uh, just a matter of if they make that, they make that a possibility or not, yeah. you know? <laughs> I've actually been in talks with those guys. It's like, hey, 
is it gonna happen? They're like, well, we're still haven't found, we don't know yet. We'll see. I mean, I'll definitely, uh, I mean, I, I've already bought them, so I guess that if they do what they do, I wouldn't have to buy them again. But if I had to, I wouldn't. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate um, it. So, on the, uh, on the album Space Vampires vs. Zombie Dinosaurs in 3D, you guys had a parody of the Drowning Pool song Bodies as, mm -hmm. as numbers. Um, now, we'd mentioned Weird Al before. I know that Weird Al, even though he doesn't have to, because legally parody is protected under the law, but I know that Weird Al likes to... Not anymore. Just oh, but, it's, but, it's uh, not? But I'll, I'll, we'll get to that. Okay. To your question. All right. So, well, I know that Weird Al had always said, even though he didn't need to get permission from the artist, he liked to do so anyway, just to be cool with them. So I was just wondering yeah. if you guys did that, if you guys got in touch with Drowning Pool ahead of time and like asked if it was cool. Um, our manager did. He, our manager reached out to their management to, I think his words were like, to kiss the rings <laughs> or something like that. But but uh, they're kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know, um, it's just, it just became more like, you know, as if we were covering the song, like just pay a royalty kind of. Okay. Uh, that's what we ended up doing. If, if I recall, it's been, it's been a while. Um, but um, yeah. It's like that's what we did like the uh, parody law though has since changed oh. since those um, because the true definition of a parody is that it's a criticism of the original okay. um, what what we actually do is not technically legally parody is more considered satire okay um, we think a parody is like change the words up but like a real parody legally is supposed to criticize the original and the reason that is in the law in the first place is because like if you criticize something obviously they're not gonna like it they're gonna try to shut you down right so the parody law is put in place to um, to protect criticism of the of the original freedom of speech so to speak um, but most of what we did is yeah, it could be argued where whether we were actually criticizing the original. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I get what you're saying. So, um, so it, it's a gray area. We might have gotten away with it. I guess you could say it's like, oh, we're criticizing it because it can only count to four, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, but it's, you know, it would have been a thing. Yeah. You know, it would have been a legal thing. We didn't want it to turn into a legal thing because that's just a lot of money and effort and energy. We could just be writing other songs. You know? Right, so, right, right. But, um, but we haven't had any problem getting permission to do most parodies and covers right like danger zone was no problem you know like uh but there, there's a bit of a process but you're not just there's not really a blanket protection for copyright for a parody anymore yeah. like people think there is there's a there's a there's a, a court case i can't remember exactly the details of it but it was this exact issue and the ruling set a precedent that like no a parody has to actually criticize the original and not just be a you know, a satire. Right, right. Know, so. so have you guys uh, uh, received any sort of feedback from, from Drowning Pool or with Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins, or anything that you've <laughs> oh, done? Oh, I got a story for you. This venue right here, Dingbats, like, uh, it was 2008, 2009 or something. Like, at the time, uh, Ryan McComb from uh, Soil, Soil was singing yeah. for Drowning Pool. And we played that show, and, like, he was at that show. They were down the street, like, like recording or doing something. And he just came by this bar just to see, you know, what was going on or whatever. And like, I remember I was on stage and our tour manager came up to me and said, he's like, the singer of Drowning Pool is here. And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> shit. That could be bad. Is that, is that bad? You're gonna get in a fight or something? Well, I've been in a fight a long time, I guess. Like, you know, if it comes to that, I guess, you know, whatever. I guess we had it coming or something, <laughs> like, but whatever. <laughs> 
Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Like, he actually did a video blog for us um, saying, like, I can only, like, what can I say? I can only count to four. Uh, <laughs> cool, dude. We've, we've, we've toured with, or did some very short tours, like three weekend date tours with uh, Soil Sense, and like, hey! <laughs> it's like, remember that jersey? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I had one run in. Now, let's see, Matt had a run in with one of those guys, like, at a hotel. And he was drinking vodka, and he's like, "You, yeah, you're in that band." <laughs> and man's like, "Hey, they wrote it before I joined the band." He's like, "Drink." <laughs> so I think it's a love-hate thing. All right. On the one hand, they're like, eh, "It's kind of funny, but fuck those guys." But it is pretty funny, but fuck those guys. That's our song. It is pretty funny, but fuck those guys. I think it's like a mixed feelings from that camp. That's the vibe I've got. They're just like uh, assholes. <laughs> but I guess that's fair. You know, and the guy whose idea it was actually isn't even the band anymore. It's like Jimmy Earl Bass. like he, he came up with that, but like our fans loved it so much. We did it for one tour, and our fans loved it so much. It's like we should record it. Fans, our fans want it, you know. So, but you know, we did it, so we're liable. Yeah, yeah. So whatever consequences come along with that. <laughs> but uh, overall, Dragon Pool—they've been good sports about it. That's cool. I give them. I give. I commend them. For putting up with our bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's another band. They're not going to be here, but they'll be back in, in Jersey September, I want to say. Both them and Soil, not together, yeah. but on separate tours, separate venues, a couple weeks apart. Yeah, we've we've tri- played with them several times now, and, and uh, actually, pretty good, pretty damn good live band, honestly. Yeah, like, I've seen them. They sound, they're solid. Yeah. That's all I got to say. They're solid. But, um, I've, but seen, yeah. I've seen Drowning Pool with, with nearly every arc incarnation of the band. The only they've had four singers I've seen them with three of them I only missed the, the second guy uh, yeah. who was the first Jason singer they had because their current singer is also named yeah. Jason but it's spelled different yeah. but yeah so I've seen them a lot um, any more? yeah <laughs> no yeah I do have a couple more okay. a couple more for you um, when I was when I was doing the, the research for this interview I noticed that you guys uh, tend to release a new album about every two to three years yeah so it's coming up on it's been about two and a half since the last one you guys mm-hmm. got anything uh oh yeah we've been like we had to take a break from like recording to come and do this this little run here uh, last time we did an album we had the fundraiser it was like you know for the studio which is also partly to keep us afloat while we built the studio and then recorded an album uh this time we're not doing a fundraiser so we're kind of having to play shows between the recording so it's like just kind of i know it's been a little bit more challenging to find a nice nice flow yeah. You know, like you get in a groove of writing and recording, but I've got to like go and play some shows, and now you got to sh- switch mindsets. Now we're talking to booking agents, now we're talking to promoters. Yeah. Now we're like, you know, instead of writing new music or recording or practicing new music, we've got to like, you know, dust off the old, the old goodies and, you know, work up a set and practice that set and order merchandise and yeah, yeah. this and that. It's like a lot of work. Playing yeah. shows is a lot of work. So, but, um, but we've been getting it done. Um, and just, it just, so you know, spring. Spring next year. Okay. That's 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 when the album will be out. We'll probably have it done before then, but like I know we can have it done long before then. Uh, so that we've been saying spring. Okay. So we're about I'd say we got about six, seven songs deep on it. All right. And uh, want to just do a bunch more and then choose the best of the best, make it good. Yeah, yeah. And just so you know, like the uh, the approach we've been taking lately. Uh, is not just like an album-centric ap- approach. Like we're gonna be putting out just random songs, covers. You'll hear, you'll hear like songs that are gonna be on the album, 
long before the album's out. So new shit is coming, and it's coming soon. Um, be, we actually have a music video to record with the first song we already recorded and to put out like when we're done with this run. Uh, so you'll hear new music for. So we're gonna do a little, little of both. We're gonna be putting out shit regularly, like, and uh, but also like putting out an album too. So. We've just been recording our asses off, honestly. Right, We've right. just been like kind of creating a little buffer of, of stuff, just kind of like to just dish out over time to everyone, so that you can look have something to look forward to. Ideally, every month. Oh wow! Red, like, but uh, hopefully sooner than that. But I'm just becoming a songwriting and recording machine. That's what Arium is right now. That's We're awesome. Now, so. you, you mentioned covers. Is there anything that you can reveal specifically, cover-wise? Just because uh, that was my next question. Uh, <laughs> parody that we have in mind um but we haven't recorded yet so i can't see it okay, I, until, until it's recorded i can't see them that's fine that's fine. It, if, if like if, if the recording sucks and like ah, yeah we're not putting this garbage out like right and then don't want to say that i already have an expectation but, right uh, yeah. but yes there are things no i can't tell you what the things are that's but there fine. are definitely things all right on a scale of one of things, there are many things. <laughs> That's great. So, so the last, the last question I have is that you sort of already addressed today. I know uh, today is the last date of like the current run you guys have got going. Mm -hmm. uh, you got a couple of. Oh, maybe it's gonna rain. That's yeah. interesting. Good thing we're at the last question. Yep. <laughs> uh, you guys, I, I saw on your your Facebook, you guys got a couple of shows coming up at the end of the month. Uh, Gathering of the Juggalos mm -hmm. and, and another show in July, and then some stuff in August. Um, is August going to be the end of the touring for you guys for the year? Are you guys going to do more? Oh no, we're uh, we're actually booking something for for fall right now. We actually just released. No, we actually just announced like like five more dates. Honestly, almost um, looking blowing up right now. We're, I know we're playing Chicago. Um, we're playing Cleveland. Like we're playing Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and Detroit with a band called Idea Men. They're putting out a CD. They're a Chicago-based band, and they're fucking fantastic. And they're putting out a CD, and we wanted to go out and play some more shows. Like, like I said, this is like how we're supporting ourselves. Like right. just doing like a handful of shows, and then go back in the studio and come out and do a few handful of shows. And we invited those guys along. Oh, you have a new CD? Well, come out on the road with us for some shows and get some exposure for yourself. So look for the Idea Men. All right. Like we went when we were building the recording studio. Um, for Revenge of the Vengeance, we went through their album like 10 times listening while building sound panels. It's like such a good album. And I can't wait for their new shit because their last album, if their new album's anything like the last one, it's going to be sweet. So yeah, check out Idea Man. It's yeah, like one I'll of the best to, bands I've heard in a long time. I love to do that because in addition to doing this podcast, this podcast is part of a bigger project that I do called J Bunny's Music Hub, where in addition to the podcast, I also just like write features on bands to expose people because oh, yeah, like, yeah people always ask me like people from high school and stuff that like just know i'm really into music like they'll get back to me years later like hey jay i like this what else might i like and i love helping people find shit so that's the whole aim to like jay bunny's music hub is helping people discover new stuff because stuff sometimes there's so much stuff out there that sometimes you just you just miss stuff or it falls through the cracks and I so i like to try and help people find stuff that they might have missed so i'll have to i'll have to check those guys out and, and write a feature on them. no do it do it if you dig them like and i'm confident you will it's like the original is fucked there's no band i've heard that sounds like them and they're solid yeah dude yeah 
new feature if you dig it. Yeah, man. I think it's I like, might. I, I don't remember the date, but I'm fairly certain I did one in, on you guys at some point. I've been doing this for uh, the podcast is only a few months old, but the features I've been doing for like four years, and I'm man, fairly I certain see. I did you guys at some point. <laughs> um, so, so you're just going to be dates and record. So that's sort of the, the last question was what's next. You kind of already answered that you're going to yeah tour um, and record, and tour and record, and uh, like we're turning into writing machines like that's uh writing and recording machines that's our goal it's like kind of want to eliminate this whole like you know new album every two or three years thing it's like by the time we're done we'll have enough to put out an album every year by the time we get in the groove and we've been really cranking up our efficiency on how we write like so because we have literally hundreds of song ideas it's just getting us taking a song and going through the process of like to where you have a finished song that's recorded yeah it's just like it's a process and like we've been tighten that process yeah we've been just cranking it like a machine you know so that's uh that's what we, where we want to be and then you said we should look for something new from you guys springish 2018 like a new album yes you'll hear new shit before then before then. long right. before then though at right. the very least we have a president set like uh president set with a christmas shit after the nol noel noel uh <laughs> parody um we at least got to keep that tradition going, but we have like two other new songs with videos that we're on the brink of recording a video for. Like the songs are done. Yeah, yeah. We just need a video because just videos really people love them. You right, know? right. So we don't want to put out a new song without a video to it. So that's where we're that's where we're bottlenecked. But the music's there. All right, man. So that sounds good. I'm gonna. I think we should get inside yeah, before get we get fucking rained on. Get dumped on. I agree. Turn this off, and uh, I can't wait to see you guys for. Uh, what should be the third time, but only third the second. time. But, but, right. but it's only the second because of that show in Poughkeepsie. Oh, fair. <laughs> so. You almost got two and a half. Yeah. You were in the same room as. I mean, I bought merch that day. I just didn't. No, that counts. Ish, kind of. <laughs> so, all right, man. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you. All right. Now, as I've mentioned in every episode of the show that I've done so far, uh, the common thread question that I'm going to ask every guest on the show is that question regarding how they feel about illegal downloading and and uh, people's thoughts on like the general uh, population's feelings and thoughts on buying music and and how the industry is today. You you guys will notice that that so far uh, you, you didn't hear that question um, because I had planned on keeping that question in every episode. I didn't bother to write it down. Uh, with the other questions that I asked Josh, figuring that I would just remember to ask him. And because I didn't write it down, I forgot. So I caught up with Josh after the concert to ask him that question for this episode, and you'll hear that right now. Okay, so how do you feel about the current state of the music industry where fans seem to think that it's all right to either uh, illegally download, steal the music, or or pay for these... um, like legal streaming subscriptions where the bands don't make any money because the fans feel like, or the general attitude seems to be, bands make all their money at shows, so what should we pay for the music for? Like, how do you, how do you feel about that? You know, I um, wouldn't have had a good answer for that like up to a month ago, but uh, we've noticed that actually we've been getting more and more income from the streaming of things. Um, and like I feel that more and more people are actually subscribing to services like Spotify or or whatever and like there's actually starting to be money in the streaming service okay. like uh, we've made more from streaming than we have from selling music on iTunes wow. um, like for the first time and like no one realizes that yet um, and like kind of like, like shit 
gotta take advantage of this before everybody figures it out there's actually money in streaming because right now everybody thinks that bands are getting screwed by streaming and that was true for a while but but like I think these streaming services like Spotify like they have so many subscribers now that they can actually start to pay out what they should be paying out Um, so that like not being paid for streaming thing I think was just a kind of a rough transition okay if you will Um, so like you know five years ago it's like what's the state of the music industry I'd be like I don't fucking know nobody knows yeah but now I have an answer Spotify it's Netflix for music that's that's what the culture of today I think demands right. I think streaming is just the future in, in my opinion and that's what uh, that's what I'm so, going so with so that's working out for so you guys it, then? see it's so, so far it's working out like I mean it's like I mean I don't think it'll ever be like the glory days of selling records in stores like over and over um, but it's something it's it's like in you know at the end of the day, it's like we've got, we've just accepted that, um, you know, selling shirts and stuff and playing shows is like the primary source of income, you know, for a band these days. And so anything on top of that is just a bonus, you know, and, right. and we've been getting a nice bonus from, uh, from the streaming services and I didn't expect it. Oh. You know, I didn't expect that. So it's it's refreshing. So I, I'm more, it's still not, like I said, it's not like anything substantial, but like it's, I see growth there and it gives me hope for the first time in a long time for artists to actually make money from making music, you know, so. Well, that's, that's, so a, that's, that's my opinion. That, that's a good thing. It's, yeah, uh, it's a very good thing. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think streaming is where it's going. Like. I read this really great article talking about how Spotify is fulfilling the need that Napster created, like, you know, over a decade and a half ago, I guess. Yeah, almost 20 Ex- years. Except it's legit. It's like Napster, except it's legit. Right. You know, it's like, you know, we could definitely debate whether artists, labels, whatever, getting compensated what they deserve, but still, at the very least, it's legal. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not flat out stealing music and letting people download it for free it's people pay x amount of dollars and they get to stream as much as they want it's all you can eat music buffet just like netflix makes sense to me like why would that if people love that shit they love hbo go they love spotify they love pandora they love like the amazon streaming services um and then there's like google play it's like that's what people want these days you know so you can either get on board and make it work, find a way to make it work, or you can wish it was the way it used to be, which is fucking not. Yeah. You know, so. I guess that's, uh, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I still buy CDs. Well, good. Well, good. I don't think they're ever really going to truly go away. You know, um, it's just, you know, the uh, people want it now. Yeah. It's just different. People want it so, but you can always do both. You can always yeah, like yeah. hear it now through streaming and get the CD too. Like we offer that on our website, yeah, so you they, can download they, now and then get it later. Well, that's something that so. Amazon started too a while ago. They call it. They refer to it as auto rip. And basically, if they sh- if they if you're buying the CD on Amazon from Amazon, they'll ship you the CD, but they'll also give you an instant download. Yeah, yeah. It's best of both, best of both worlds, you know. And then uh, then you get a physical copy, and like you can have that tangible experience of having actually owning a physical piece of the music rather than just like a impersonal stream yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, um, yeah it is what it is like I think that 
I, I my question is the younger generation that's used to streaming and used to like you know will they eventually start to value owning a piece of music on a tangible medium like a CD or a record or a cassette tape something <laughs> re retro like that you know I've heard of bands doing that yeah. um, that and it seems like uh, it's a novelty but it does seem like bands are starting to do more cassettes yeah. and vinyl whether that will take off for the younger generation someday where it'll be cool to actually own a record or own whatever like uh, that's that's you know that's anybody's guess at this point so right now we got a happy little balance balance between people like the stream but myself like we tour a lot and CDs I can't take a bunch of CDs with me on the road you know so it's nice for me to have like I love having an mp3 player and like I got Spotify I'm like oh this is great because somebody can tell me about a band I could go and check him out right fucking then and there. Now I've got something yeah. to listen to on the drive tomorrow. So I like Spotify, you know. And it's like, well, you know, pluses and minuses, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, so you either make it work for that or not. But uh, we're, we're able to make it work. Um, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, well, that's, that's great, man. So, cool. Um, excuse me, my eyes are up here. Yeah, but your boobs are down there. Boobs should always be in my face, so bring them over to my place. Guys know what it's all about. Victoria, your secret's out. All bras do is get in the way, so let your puppies out to play. Squish them boobs all up on me.
From the album Space Vampires vs. Zombie Dinosaurs in 3D, that was Because Boobs from Psycho Stick. Uh, those of you that know me, uh, it should come as no surprise that I like boobs, and so I featured a song about boobs. Um, I want to thank the guys from Psycho Stick, uh, Josh, for, uh, for uh, letting me interview him, and also Rob. Uh, the singer from Psycho Stick, uh, for setting me up with Josh when I got to the venue. Like I said, there was a little bit of whatever there. Uh, I never heard back from the band um, initially, so I wasn't sure when I got to the show if I was doing the interview, but they were uh, gracious enough to, to do it last minute, and I really appreciate that. Uh, I think it turned out really well. And uh, I also uh, I found out about a new band now, you, uh, the, the Idea Men. I would not have uh, heard of them if not for that interview with Josh, probably. Um, and uh, uh, check them out uh, since the interview and uh, dig what I heard so far. So look for them in a, a future edition of The Daily Discovery. Um, now, at one point in the interview, uh, Josh and I were talking about Rock Band. Uh, and I mistakenly said that they were going to try and release a console version of Rock Band 4. Uh, they actually did do that. What I meant was that they were trying to possibly release a PC version of Rock Band 4. Um, but their crowdfund for that failed, so they abandoned the idea. But I, I, I misspoke when I said that they were doing trying to do a console version. Like I said, that was PC. But uh, in any event, I hope that the... Uh, the Psycho Stick songs that had been released on the Rock Band Network for Rock Band 3 do eventually make their way to the uh, Rock Band 4 on the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, because those are great songs, and i like to be able to play them in the newer games. Um, so, as always, guys, don't forget to uh, follow JBunny Music Hub on the Twitter page. I still haven't actually tweeted, but, uh, you know, please follow us. I... Uh, I will tweet from that soon. And also, um, some of the Daily Discovery features that I've done in the past um, were bands that I had discovered by them following me on my personal Twitter page. So, um, you know, if you're in a band, you know, follow me because maybe I'll feature you in the future uh, Daily Discovery or What's New or uh, Undercover if you've got a good cover song, whatever. You know, uh, I'm always on the lookout for new bands and following me on Twitter is a good way to get my attention. Uh, also the industry embers, don't forget any new music purchases that you make, uh, tweet them to at industry embers with the hashtag buy music, B U Y or it's buy music, B Y E. Um, you can follow the music hub and is industry embers on Facebook. And, um, we are still, uh, you know, uh, affiliated with the Club Kayfabe Creative Community, so you can 
uh, find that at uh, ckcconline.com. Also, uh, don't forget to uh, follow PsychoStick on Twitter and Facebook to see what they're up to. Uh, they've got, as we mentioned, they've got some uh, new tour dates coming up at the end of July and the end of August. A gathering of the Juggalos. And, uh, you know, they're going to be working on that new album. Uh, and as Josh said, they'll be, they're going to be putting out stuff, uh, before the actual release of the album. So follow them to, uh, to see that stuff as it comes out. Um, once again, I, I think that that's all the plugs I've got for now. Um, we got some, some interviews, uh, stuff, uh, coming up, keep an eye out. There should be, we should actually, even though I said that there's no schedule for this show, um, and I do the, um, I do these as I can. Uh, I'm hoping to have um, at least one new episode next week. I've got a, I've got an interview that's going to take that should be taking place hopefully sometime this week. Uh, so I should have an episode ready for next week. Um, so I'm going to leave you guys with another uh, another song by Psycho Stick and and uh, you know first song because boobs because boobs are I guess you could say two of my favorite things. Another one of my favorite things is beer. So um, I'll leave you guys today with the the first Psycho Stick song I ever heard, and probably, if you're aware of the band, probably the first song you've ever heard from the album We Couldn't Think of a Title. This is Beer. Until next time, guys. I like beer because it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you bring. I drink beer when I am sad, cause the beer it makes me glad. Now there's nothing left to say, so let's go drink beer. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! And stop! Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! Let's go drink some beer!